podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. And very good morning, late tea time podders. And it is morning, so I'm fueled by coffee and suppressing the wrong buttons there. But so we are back with you um, because it is a, another round ahead of the uh, US PGA Championship. And we're halfway through. It's James and uh, DT with you again, as always. And uh, just a little bit of a, a recap, DT. We've had seven picks um, between us um, on the US PGA. And they're all going to be there at the weekends. We've got Tyrrell Hatton. He's trailing. He's uh, five over, but he's still there. Patrick Reed three over. Justin Johnson, one over. Keegan Bradley's uh, kind of suffered towards the end yesterday. And he got um, hauled back to even money. But Justin Rose, one under. Victor Hovland, five under. And Corey Connors, five under. Both of those are tied for the lead with Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, it's quite nice to have two of the leaders. Um, prices, Hovland, what was he, 20... Eights, I think. I um, think on Victor, Victor was uh, Corey Connors was picked at twenty fives. Victor Hovland was yeah twenty eights, twenty eight yeah. to thirty five ish. I remember on the eve of the tournament, you said your two mates Hovland and Morikawa, which one? And we were pretty sure Hovland was the one to be on. And yeah, he's playing great. I mean, to be honest, of those leaders, um, I think the winner will come from one of those three. So Scheffler, Hovland and, and Connors. I mean, it's hardly a groundbreaking statement to say that. But um, Yeah, because you've got Sue at uh, three under, Bryson DeChambeau's three under. Both of those, um, well, Bryson's known for his uh, major quality, but he, I don't think he's been known for it for a while, as he? he's kind of been going through the mill and changes in his life. Bruce Kepka looks good. He's two mm-hmm. under. Um, he's stalking away, isn't he? Yeah, I, I like the way he's playing at the minute and he looks very focused and you get the feeling with Brooks Kepka that, well, I, I saw a story that maybe he's regretting his move to live a little bit, but I think he does, whether he is or not, he's relishing the um, the fact that he can come back to the majors and compete, isn't he? Yeah, you feel like he's on his sort of home ground in terms of where he wants to be. This is his stage. Um, he's 10 to 1 uh, to win, which if anybody was really keen on him, I that's enough of a price, really, 10 to 1. I mean, that's bigger than Rahm and Scheffler were pre-tournament. So, you know, proven major wins. He's won four, hasn't he? Two US PGAs, two US Opens. This track basically is playing like a combination of the two. Yeah. So this is his area. This is the sort of venue where he does well. And um, he was interviewed, wasn't he, yesterday, and he, he kind of said... He couldn't get to sleep thinking about the final round of the Masters and what he'd done wrong. And and it's like he'd worked out what he'd done wrong and the, the interviewer was trying to say, well, what was it? He said, well, I'm not going to tell you. But yeah. like in his head, he knows. If he gets in the same position, he'll know what to do. I mean, it's, it's sort of fighting talk a little bit, but um, he, he's got the record in the past to back it up. Whether he's as good as he was, I don't know. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. We're just looking at the top end of the uh, the market. Scotty Scheffler's 13 to 8 favourite to lift the trophy. 4 to 1 now for Victor Hovland. 7 to 1 
for Corey Connors because they come in dramatically. And Brooks Kepka, uh, Kepka as you say, 10-11 sort of to 1, Bryson DeChambeau's 15s. Rory McIlroy still being uh, tipped, isn't he? 22-1. Um, um, to 1. Uh, and then you've got Patrick Cantlay um, around about 35s, Justin Rose 50s, and uh, Justin Sue is uh, 55s. Um, if you were to kind of be seeking cover, if you've been picking our bets and you've got your money on our um, golfers, maybe um, a bet on Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Kepka might just provide you with pretty much all the horses at the front of the pack. Yeah, I mean, there's a stat. I mean, this is such a strong stat as well. Um, 13 of the last 25 leaders, um, was it? No, 13, in 13 years this century, so this is like the 23rd um, playing of the 24th, we've had 23 US PGAs in the 2000s, 13 times the leader, the halfway leader's gone on to win. So yeah. over half from this position in this US PGA, over half, just over half the time that the second round leader goes on to win, and we've got three of them uh, here. So history says the leader, the winner will come from one of these three. Um, and then if you, that's a strong stat, but it, even most of the others were sort of kind of top six, top eight. So um, you, you can't really look too far down, to be honest, to find the winner. I mean, what maybe the guys in 10, I mean, I've, I've got, I've got an outside bet. I'm not necessarily saying he'll win, um, but, I've got a feeling he could scrape into the top four, and that is Shane Lowry. Yes, he, he had a good day yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, he had a brilliant, amazing run of birdies. Now, the the yeah. thing that pushes me towards him is is that great burst yesterday, but also the weather forecast. It's going to be a bit grotty in uh, Pittsford, New York, uh, tomorrow or today, rather. I'm thinking it's last night. I'm confused. Um it's 80%, 90% chance of rain if you go through like the hours. So it's going to rain quite a lot. So immediately, who pops into your head for grotty weather? It's Shane Lowry, isn't it? Um, yeah. Just so used to playing in this kind of stuff. Um, and just the way he finished uh, yesterday, uh, that, did he have some, about five birdies in six holes on the back nine? He, he was six birdies in eight, I think it was. That yeah, was the start I just, saw. Yeah. It came from sort of the cut line to... Well, he's now tied 10th. He also, um, he's playing with Rory McIlroy in, in round three, which is quite interesting. I think they might spur each other on. I was going to ask you that, because Rory is, is potentially a bad weather player as well, because, I mean, he, he obviously came from uh, Ireland as well. Um, I mean, I've watching the TV coverage yesterday, and bearing in mind what we've been talking about on here, and they were saying, oh, such and such at three over. He's only so eight shots off the lead. So you never know, a storming um, yeah. um, last half of the tournament, blah, 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 blah. And you're thinking, I know you, your, your job is to try and get people to watch this, to make it exciting. But some of these people that are plus two, plus three, our Tyrrell Hatton at five over, they haven't really got a chance, have they? No, no chance. Um, they just haven't, basically. And anyone who's sort of lingering down there, the cut was at plus five, so there's a few, wouldn't they, that got in on the number, Spieth, Justin Thomas got in right, but they have no, absolutely no chance. Um, so at even par, he's five back. We yeah. have had winners, five back. So Shane Lowry, it's possible. I don't think he will win, but um, he's 80 to one to finish in a top four. I mean, that's a, just a big price for someone who's, has won a major, has finished um, runner-up in a US Open, kind of in these in this part of America. 
And just going through his stats, it, his putter's been letting him down a bit, but he's, he's, he's in the top 15 for putting. He's in the top 15 for approach. So there's no sort of weaknesses uh, in his game. He's driving okay. So plus he, he's kind of got that feeling that I, c- I can go out there and make birdies on this course. A lot of them are just thinking, where's the next one coming from? But bit of rain, playing with Rory to sort of just get him on that heightened state. Um, and maybe he can just throw in something today that could get him on the fringes of of uh, the top five and then hopefully kick on and get a top four tomorrow. But it's the price, isn't it? 80 to one, that just seems a big price. It does. It does on somebody. It's quite unflappable as well, Shane Lowry. He doesn't let things get to him, does he? He's um, pretty even keel. If, he, if he's suffering, you can't really tell. If he's playing well, you can't really tell. He just kind of plods around and does his job. Um, so, uh, and you, you can imagine him, I mean, Rory's groups tend to be a bit loud, don't they? You get plenty of people following those groups. So he will ride on the back of that a little bit yeah. too. Yeah, no, he, he loves, he's always said he likes playing in England because when he comes to like Wentworth, he loves the crowds. He loves the sort of big atmosphere and all the crack and everything and all that. So yeah, uh, it's, the stage is there for, for Shane Larry to have another a low one. I mean, we talk about the, you can't win from a long way back, but obviously we took, the likes of Tyrrell Hatton, Patrick Reed, um, at the start of the uh, before the tournament started, um, for like top eight, top ten kind of uh, placings. So we can you can still see them if they have a good thirty six holes, maybe just creeping into the top ten and, yeah. and getting as a place. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. With if you take those big each way terms pre tournament, you're kind of not quite dead, are you? Because yeah, you, you're not going to win from where they are, but yeah, they certainly could sneak a place. At, Tenth or whatever. John Rams, um, has he he made it through, didn't he? I think he just made the cut, didn't he? John Rahm in the end. Yeah, um, but again, he's not winning from there. So no, he, he, um, he, he cut a rather he, frustrated figure, didn't he? We talked at the uh, uh, um, recently about John Rahm and his his uh, good use of English, um, and he, he knows the swear words as well. I saw him off the tee. He was uh, a couple of expletives. About the PGA and the, the whole setup, he's he's That's not right, very yeah. happy. He doesn't seem to me, John Rahm, this week. Yeah, he tends to blurt things out if he's uh, if it's on his mind, he'll let you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he sort of got off on the wrong foot, and he's he's done quite well to make the cut, really. But it's it's not his week. This is late tea time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tyndall. Looking at Shane Lowry then to come through, but you're also looking at some match bets, aren't you? Yeah, um, so I think at this stage, you've, things have unfolded enough where you can get a bit of a sense of who's doing uh, what well. Uh, so I'm looking for players who've kind of got weaknesses in their stats, um, like one area that you think it will catch up with them eventually. Uh, so I'm going to put together a, uh, a three-ball treble and then turn it into a quadruple with the addition of one more player but that's the risky one. So I'll do the, the treble. So, so to start with, um, fairly simple, uh, Victor Hovland to beat Justin Sue. Go on, Victor. Yeah, go on, Victor. So Victor Hovland is uh, the number one iron player this week. He ranks first in strokes gain approach. Uh, so he's been doing that beautifully. Uh, Sue, okay, 27th, but Hovland has really got them dialed in. He's, he's first tee to green as well, Hovland. He's, he's getting used to being in this position in majors. So I expect him to have another good day. Sue, it's all a bit new. So it's a fairly straightforward one. I, I wanted a sort of safe-ish 
part of this bet. So uh, Hovland is four to seven. So if you click him in, okay. uh, he goes out in the penultimate group at 20 to eight UK time. So plenty of time to get your bets on. Um, the second one going out at 10 to seven is Adam Svensson to beat uh, Min Woo Lee. We've seen how well Canadians are doing this week, obviously with Corey Connors and I think I said yesterday that it's not that far to the Canadian border. And Corey Connors was saying this is reminding him of, of conditions in, in Canada. So three Canadians in the top 10 uh, so far. And, and again, that's that thing of they, they sort of spur each other on. Uh, so again, looking at the at the stats, um, Adam Svensson, putting well, which is not always the case with him. 22nd in putting, he's fifth off the tee. So driving it well, putting it well. No obvious weaknesses. Well, Min Woo Lee, um, he's basically being kept alive by his putter. He's 76th in um, strokes gain approach and he's 69th off the tee. So his tee to green, green game is pretty bang average, really. Yeah. But but he said yesterday he holds like a huge yardage of putts. You can't really keep doing that. So he, I think he's vulnerable. He had a, a really good round yesterday, Min Woo Lee, but I think it will catch up with him. And um, Svensson's the outsider there. Very well, tightly matched, but but Svensson, yeah, put him in. What was he about 11 to 10? Something like that, yeah. And then we and then we go back. This is where we sort of start to maybe start to take on the big names a bit because at 1810, uh, Dustin Johnson against Cam Davis. Now, Johnson seems to be doing all right. Um, He's tied 19th, but he didn't have a very good day yesterday at all. He shot four over. And then you look at his numbers, um, they're pretty shoddy, really. He's 71st, strokes going tee to green. I mean, that's way, way down on on, on his best. You know, normally in that category, it'd be first or second if he was playing his normal game. He's 71st, that's, that's shocking. 73rd in approach. So he's, he's off. He's, he's, not, he's basically, his putter's keeping him in the game. So he's vulnerable, I think. And Cam Davis, um, 18th around the green, 32nd approach, 21st off the tee, 11th tee to green. So Cam Davis is doing, he just looks far more robust and solid his long game. His putting's not brilliant, but I think the more this goes on, I think it's going to be less of a, it's not a putting contest, is it? This is, if you keep hitting loose shots, you're going to get found out. And Dustin Johnson, it's some really, I mean, he, he had a shank. Did you see his shank yesterday? Just, did, yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is, you don't, you're not doing that if you're playing your normal game. So D, DJ, maybe it's, maybe it's going to catch when you up. See a, when you see a top player do that, you think, I, I can do that. I know. It happens to them all. And then they play a brilliant shot next time rather than add <laughs> yeah. another one like I do. Uh, so Cam Davis, nine to five, which okay. is, that's quite good. Um, and then the other one, sorry, Keegan Bradley, we're going to have to go against you on, in this case, but he's up against Matthew uh, Naismith. Um, yeah, Bradley, 47th tee to green. And I don't know, if you, did you see the end of his round yesterday? He was hitting it all over the place, really. He started off so well, he looked really composed, yeah. and then all of a sudden the wheels fell off, didn't they? Yeah, he was sort of leaking everything miles to the right when I was watching him. Um, so he's not, again, he's, he's putting well, but... Maybe that can only keep you alive for so long. Whereas Naismith, 12th tee to green, 12th off the tee. 
I saw uh, Scotty Scheffler, I think it was, who said when when the rust starts to get wet, and it it rained a bit yesterday, when it starts to get wetter in round three, you just don't want to be in there. So guys hitting it straight off the tee and um, are going to be much more, you know, the ones to trust rather than yeah. those who are spraying it everywhere and getting away with it a little bit. Is that four? Have I done four there? That's four, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I get that. So Nate, and sorry, and what price was Naismith? Naismith is six to four, so he's the outsider. And who's this with? Uh, so you put all these together, those four. I'm getting twenty-two to one with William Hill. Marvelous. So twenty-two to one, Acker there as we go into round three. So it's Naismith to beat Bradley, Hovland to beat Sue, Svensson to beat uh, Minwoo Lee, and uh, Davis to beat Johnson. Around about twenty-two. Yeah to one if all four of those come in for you you can obviously play the um the permutations inside that as well can't you give yourself some cover if one of them folds now if you want to get really um exciting uh really uh i've always wanted to get really exciting i've never managed to do it no um if you want to get really ambitious add this one i mean you could play this one as a single on its own or you could maybe double it up with hovland as a sort of safer one but if you want to do it all together who's the, who's the player that's been hitting it absolutely all over the shop that you've seen terribly hit two um, fairways yesterday oh justin rose justin rose is just all over the place leaking everything to the right isn't he yeah he actually said when he was interviewed and they said well you've, how, how are you doing this and he sort of laughed and went smoke and mirrors yeah it's funny actually because he missed about five fairways on the bounce out to the right then the first fairway he hit, he'd been paring those holes. The first yeah. fairway he hit, he ended up missing the green. That's right, yeah. So so his um, off the tee ranking is terrible. He's 72nd off the tee. I mean, if you go down the leaderboard, that's you know, there's no one in the top 25. That's the worst uh, by a long way. So he can't keep doing this. He's obviously doing other areas of his game. But the Scheffler says once this rough gets gnarly... Rose even admitted he said he said well I've had some favourable lies I think those will vanish yeah percentages say law of averages say especially if it gets a bit wet yeah yeah it'll be grabbing the club and it's it's just he can't keep doing this so um so my first thought this morning was right I've got to take Justin Rose on now the (laughs) the problem is guess who he's up against he's up against the plucky um Plucky PGA professional Michael Block. Ah, yeah. I saw him interviewed yesterday. I mean, yeah, he's great. He's a great story this week. He's played brilliant stuff so far. Um, it's just whether I mean, I suppose the good thing about him, he's not like he's not like a young lad. He's he's forty odd. He's he's been around the block, as it were. Did, did you see his interview? Because mm. he um he he was talking about how he. he <laughs> I think it's fourth, fifth attempt, and it's the first time he's made the cut. And he said he's just looking forward to the weekend. I think yeah. I, I get the impression with him, he knows he's playing quite well. He's just actually really just relishing the chance to be there Saturday and Sunday. So actually yeah. might take the pressure off him. Yeah. I mean, he's 72 to win that match bet. I mean, that's the biggest, that's yeah. clearly the biggest price of any match bet you can find. Well, just about maybe, maybe there's a couple of others, maybe one other that's bigger, but that's yeah. the second biggest price you can find. Wow. And it's only because we know who he is, but his numbers are robust enough. He's seventh off the tee, putting uh, putting well. 
just those two things, combinations, just, just in terms of tee shots, he'll be playing from far better positions than Rose. And you just hope that he's become a bit of a story. So I just hope he's, I think he's old enough, isn't he, that he, he won't get two faced. It's not his first rodeo, as they say. Um, and Rose is just getting away with murder. So <laughs> it's, it's a prize play. I mean, if you add it into the initial uh, four times. Does that take us up to about 900? Um, not far off. Uh, 82 with Sky. Yeah. But as I say, you could you could do that or you could um, say you just downgraded it and put put him in with Hovland. You'd be getting 5.75 to 1. Mm. And as, like I say, you could give yourself a bit of cover by playing the uh, lucky 15s and what have you to give you, you know, if that yeah, one doesn't bit... come in. Or you could play that one just as on its own, couldn't you? 72 yeah. is big enough to just have that as a side project. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a, of all the, if you go through all the stats, the biggest sort of glaring anomaly on the leaderboard is Justin Rose's yeah. strokes gained off the tee. It's just way, it's, it's you know, he's well, lost. I'm, I'm hoping he gets that sorted out and he charges up the leaderboard. Well, gets yeah, right. but, but it's sort of thing. How do you, how do you fix that? I just think, yeah. I know he's clearly doing other stuff well, but once you start hitting all those loose tee shots into this, a gnarly wet rough that we're going to get on Saturday. I think it's it'll, it's just a matter of time before uh, that those pars become bogeys. It's funny that rough because it looks um, quite. It doesn't look that bad on the TV, does it? That rough. It's kind of fairly well manicured. It doesn't look yeah. that deep. It's not like some of these uh, links courses you see where they just disappear into the gorse or something. Yeah. But um, it, it's um, pretty thick, isn't it? It's, it's that's the thing, and I mean, often in in open championships, it's just sort of like wispy hay and it, it yeah. you can't see it but it's actually not too bad but in this soon yeah. as that soon as the white you see can't see any white you think oh dear that could be yeah. <clears throat> that could be buried and, and rose admits he's been getting some lucky lies so far yeah all right and so we'll take justin rose on then we've already got him on our betting slips if he if he fails mm -hmm. one way we can get him the other um yeah. but uh yeah so uh, michael block to beat justin rose seven to two that's a, a bonkers price isn't it which is part of betting isn't it it's uh, looking to try and find the value um we're not you know if 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 michael block was 10 to 11 to win that we wouldn't touch him would we no but it, because of that price it's worth worth a yeah. bit of I mean, in a funny way yeah he might he might be the ideal person to mm. to take rose on with because he's the biggest price all right, so that's uh, there ends the uh, round three tournament preview. Then USPGA, we've got Shane Lowry adding him to the uh, stable as we go into the uh, third round. Eighty to one, Shane Lowry, but obviously that was with the... um, Unibet, I think eighty to one. And then uh, Michael Block um, to beat Justin Rose, Naismith to beat Bradley Hovland to beat Sue Svensson to beat uh, Minwoo Lee, Cam Davis to beat Dustin Johnson. Stick all of them in together, you get about what eighty three. You said. Yeah, something like that, 83 to 1. So uh, that's uh, the uh, project for the third round. We will see you ahead of the final round as well. So uh, gamble responsibly, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the day. Um, it has been a sports broadcast media production. And uh, well, as I say, we'll see you again tomorrow. Cheers all. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Podcast Network.